You know what that was? What was that? That was the bison whistle. Oh, nice. Oh, here comes Appa to to save the end of the episode again. Every time, without fail. What podcast is this? Hello, this is the Avatar the First Viewing Podcast. This is the podcast where we have an Avatar first timer. We go through and watch the Avatar The Last Airbender from start to finish. Record an episode for everyone, accompanied by an Avatar expert who has seen Avatar and Legend of Korra. I'm your expert, Eli. <laughs> Dude, you looked so kawaii doing that, doing that little bit. <laughs> 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 I am your Avatar newbie, Peter Kang, and yeah, this is uh, this was this was a solid episode. I wouldn't say it was, you know, uh-huh. a mind blowingly blow me out of the water one, but you know, would you say it was a neutral jing? <laughs> well played, well played, <laughs> sir. Uh, it was neutrals. It was one of the eighty-four or eighty-five jings. I would say it's like an average Avatar episode, but. I think an average Avatar episode is actually very solid. Like good pizza, any pizza, it's still pizza. It's solid pizza. Yeah. With that out of the way, everything done. We got our initial impressions. Let's kick it off with our newbie recap. Yep, yep. Newbie recap. Ooh, Eli, I'm going to need some help on this one. So please fill in. Okay. But basically... Y'all remember last episode, Angang has arrived at Omashu, which has been overtaken by the Fire Nation. But they infiltrate through the sewers to go look for Bumi because, one, Ang needs mm-hmm. to learn earthbending. And two, he's the king of Omashu. Like, what happened to him? They can't find him, but they do run into the Earth Resistance kind of Star Wars-y, mm-hmm. you know, underground troop. And they actually help them escape by faking like an illness using these pentapuses or whatever they're called. And they actually end up kidnapping the lead Fire Nation general's son, like baby son. On accident. On, yeah. By Momo. Yeah, Momo, 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 yeah, slapstick by accident just kidnaps a baby, Fire Nation baby. They set up a trade for Boomy. Turns out Boomy was just sitting there. He could have escaped, but he was just sitting there because he's wise and knows something about something about the natural forces of <laughs> neutral Zhang, which is like one of the 85 tenets of energy and warfare and stuff. And so they don't make the trade and they Boomy just goes back and they also give the baby back. OK, so that's the Angang side and then the B story. Actually, uh, uh, Zuka wasn't even in this episode. It was all about Azula. Azula did her like. Recru- oh, let me recruit my baddie girls squad. A little Avengers yeah, let me get, let, I need a yeah, team. Yeah, let me get my Oceans 8 together. <laughs> but they were – I don't mean that in, to make fun of that trope. Like it was actually pretty badass. Like she recruited her like mm-hmm. two friends from like honestly like private girls school. <laughs> like prep – yeah, prep school yeah, They went to the fi- – like yeah. the Royal Fire Academy for w- women or something. Which is just like prep school. One was in like the circus. And what, where was the other one from? That is Ty Lee. Yeah. Ty Lee. And the other one is named May. Yeah. May is the governor's daughter. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's, it's her mm-hmm. little brother that got accidentally kidnapped. After recruiting them, they go to Omashu by happenstance, you know, clash with Ang, the Ang gang, making a trade. They have an awesome 3v3 kind of fight and a chase scene that is... Reminiscent of the 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 season one 
earth like sliding down scene. They kind of go off. Then that was kind of it. it. They, uh, they, I, I guess. Yeah. I, then they decide. Ah, we're, we're piecing. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of pieced out. And I and I think the one thing I would add is that um, there's a little bit of a dialogue between uh, Boomy and. Ang and Boomy says, oh, you will learn earthbending from <laughs> someone who has mastered neutralizing. Someone who can yeah. wait and listen. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really that good? good impression. I sound, I yeah, feel like I sound dude. really good, but I, I don't know. No, you do. You have that like kind of, there's like a vocal cracky, like high pitched old yeah, person yeah. thing that uh, King Boomy has. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I like it. That's the episode. Anything you would add? The only thing is for predictions. I want to know what is the deal. Yeah. Who are May and Tylee? Yeah. What are they going to amount to? Yeah. And also, who is going to be Aang's earthbending teacher? Okay. Who is the person that can wait and be patient and observe? Here's what I'm excited but don't want to get disappointed in. These okay. – uh, Lee and May I think are awesome characters. I, I – well – First of all, Azula's always already proven herself to be a pretty awesome new like bad antagonist of the season character. They're gonna, I'm sure they're gonna develop her. She's a little bit two dimensional now, but it's a really fresh take on a female antagonist. I think, especially for that time and for a kids show, I think it's awesome that like they, you know, designed her character the way they did. Tylee and May. My guess is that they're going to be recurring characters that get more depth. And that is really exciting to me because then you have four female characters that are different, all like fighters. Yeah. Like that, okay. that, that's like really cool to me. And, and blah, blah, blah. But like, I just don't want them to like use them as like sidekick pawns to Azula, which I feel mm-hmm. like they might just because like you can only develop so many characters in the span of three seasons. So, I mean, we'll right. see, but I, I'm sure we'll get a little bit out of them. I do think the, that the way they animated them, they're going to play with a couple love triangle type things or little crushes. Uh-huh. What makes you say that? Just the, 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 if they were going to be like in it for an episode and bounce, I don't think they would have drawn them to right. be to look as unique as they do. It's sort of like, uh, I mean, this happened in this episode when you see the the one thing in the environment, like, oh, that's going to be at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, the rafters, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. like Aang destroys exactly. the rafters. Uh, it's it's the same thing with the way that these uh, these characters yeah. are animated. Yeah, well, you can tell, you they, they, oh, I guess I've been watching content for so, so long, but I mean, like, I, I feel like most people by our age, we get a sense, like, those faces were, like, shopped. You know what I mean? Like, there was a yeah. room of people that like looked at how they were designed and they like spent time making sure that it was right and they iterated on it. Especially May. May looks like a very specific type of Asian. Yes. She she also looks like she's more like anime inspired than the other characters. Yes. Like with her hair and like the way her eyes are like very narrow, you know, which is there's not that many characters in Avatar yeah. that have that. Like her quality. head shape. She has that like shiny hair. She was like slightly too. the slightly like feline esque. Like Asian vibe. Although I will say that there has been characters in season one. Similar. That, that's true. And if I'll call them out, Jet. That, yeah. Very purposefully created. That's fair. And I can't remember her name now, but the bounty hunter that had the thing, the little anteater thing with the special. Oh, tone. wait. Her too. Yo. Uh, yeah. yeah, I totally thought she was going to be a recurring character. <laughs> 
Wait, you just that, blew my mind. I forgot about her. Listen, we can't draw the, the line. Okay, yeah. She could come back. You're right. You're right. But exactly. I thought she would yeah. be like coming back like every other episode. Wow, I completely forgot right. about her. After mm-hmm. the smelly fight. She just, you just don't see her. Yeah. And then prediction-wise on what? what? Earthbending Master. Uh, here, here's where, uh, Eli, I am sorry to say, I, I'm starting to connect dots of some okay. spoilery things that I've seen yeah, and heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially, I don't want to spoil it for people that are watching along with us, like the two, the, our two listeners. <laughs> 200,000. <000, laughs> um, Million. But when he was like, someone who knows how to wait and listen, I was like, oh, wait. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Yep. There's a certain character yeah. that listens very well yeah. that has yet to be introduced, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> – I'm sorry that I know that that character exists. But you see the memes. You see this – who is this character yeah, here I mean, in the memes? Who is this? I know this? Yeah. like the character is in green and I know that yes. – I know the <laughs> one characteristic about the character and I'm yeah. like, ah, dang it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Well, that's your prediction. And I understand. Yeah. I, I just wanna, I just wanna let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you guys think you know about this mm. show, but are not, in fact, correct. Some Interesting. Things. So I been, and I've been holding on to them. Yeah. For a long time, and I can't wait to show you how you. Oh, wrong. really? Are yes. you like predictions that I have specifically made? Uh, both you and Nikki. really, really. Yeah. So there are things that uh-huh. I am. Pretty much taking for granted you, right now, yes. and I'm just wrong about. Wow, yes. I have no idea what that. I, <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Oh, that dude, that must be so yummy for you. Oh, I I, I listen to it and I'm like, oh boy. Yo, I will say Eli is the best at not giving things away. You're so good. You're like, you just have to I really, see. <laughs> You're so good. Dude. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where I've dropped the ball, like earlier episodes, but I think I've I think I've improved you, a bit. You nail it, man. Uh, as the show has gone on, because there's a lot, there's a whole lot of world building that is yet to come, especially in Korra. Yeah. A lot that happens there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I think we should talk about favorite scenes. Yep, yep. You wanna go first? I've been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I uh, this time actually wrote some Ooh. notes. I don't usually write notes, uh, but I have a bunch of favorite scenes slash shots. Little details that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, one of them was when they're going up that like sewer. I really liked how Aang was using water bending to like move the sewage aside instead of sorry, he was using air bending instead of water bending. Mm. I thought that was great because it's like he technically knows water bending at this point, but he still is using air bending because that's just what he's comfortable yeah. with. I think that's a great little character detail that could have easily gone overlooked because, oh, he knows water bending, just have water, yeah. water bend out of the way. Nah, he, he still likes his little air yep. balls. I like how when they went underground, everything about the Earth Kingdom has got to be green. <laughs> For no reason, like all the cave walls, all their outfits, everything yep. green. They have, I don't know if they have green torches or I don't know what's going on, but very, very green, yep. very on theme. I love that. The other part of the episode that I actually like laughed out loud at <laughs> yeah. is... <laughs> I love this whole time, and we mentioned this right at the beginning of the episode. Fucking Appa. <laughs> Every, whenever they're in danger, whenever they're in danger, it's like, Appa, just in time. And this time, Sokka is straight up like, there's a moment where Katara's like, What are we going to do, Sokka? What are we going to do? And, and Sokka is already yeah, blowing yeah, yeah. 
the like Appa whistle. He's like, I'm way ahead of you. Like he's just accepted that like, yeah, Appa saves our ass. Yep. That's just what he yep. does. Every damn time. Um, I thought that was like kind of like a funny way of like the viewer sort of catching on. Like, wait a second. Appa always just shows up at the last second. Sokka kind of meets you right when you have that thought pops in your head. And I, I just they, timed really well. they timed it well. They timed it well, yeah. Aang, he does this sort of like airbending thing to freeze the chain. Yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah. I, was he airbending or waterbending? I, ooh. Maybe he was doing both? Usually, <gasps> that's my question. Maybe he's doing both. Oh, that's so cool. Because you have water vapor coming yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. mouth, right? And you, like, you've seen it time and time again. They use water and they're able to like change it into ice. Yep. So I think that maybe is what he was doing. Maybe he was just blowing really cold air. I'm not sure what they were trying to infer there. But I, either way, I'm like very creative, Aang. And I love they're constantly doing these really creative uses just, of bending every episode. I That time I was thinking like, look, I know he hasn't really learned firebending yet, but he has firebent. Waterbending? No, like he, oh, he did firebend like a, like a couple times. He did. He did once, but then he swore he would not firebend again. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I was like, <laughs> why don't you just firebend this thing? I think probably my most appreciated aspects was the animation of the body movements of the new characters. What I mean is mm-hmm. they were very true to very different styles of acrobatics and like martial arts, right? Like the, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. Tylee was very, very circusy, like acrobatics, like the Asian guy from mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, like. The way that she was hopping around and fighting right. was very fluid, very like really cool that they they always pay attention to those details with uh, their martial arts yeah. movement. Um, I would say yeah. then then May was a little bit more inspired by uh, like the weapons like specialist. Um, she also has the uh, signature anime run yeah, yeah, with yeah. your hands trailing exactly. behind Exactly. She's more like the 1010 <laughs> if you watch Naruto, like the weapon specialist ninja kind of vibe. They were true to that too. Her shurikens were cool like and, and like had different contraptions. One, another thing that I... There, there's like a like an Asian motif thing that I mention every episode and I actually really enjoy mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dim Mok is a very ancient, like almost like mystic at this point form of martial art that is basically the the practice of stiffening your hands to the point of like being very very strong and stabbing your mm-hmm. opponents in very specific like nerve endings and like quote-unquote chakra points etc yeah. it's basically what kill bill yeah. like the seven point heart bursting technique like yeah. that's what like dimmock is what that's based off of steve aoki his merch business is actually named after this like dimmock <laughs> Um, okay. And his label or something. But anyway, uh, that's what essentially Tylee uses on Katara. Yes. Prevents her and from bending. And then it prevents her from bending. And they, they kind of glossed over mm-hmm. it. But yeah. I love that. Because that is such mm-hmm. a call to like really dank, if you know, you know, kind of martial artsy stuff. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that mm-hmm. was really one that stood out for me. Uh, to add on to that, I think this is also like a like a a solid actual understanding of what chi is. You know, any in Chinese uh, folklore or not folklore, yeah, but yeah, uh, I know what you mean. just Chinese understanding of what yeah, chi yeah, yeah, yeah. means. Like as a, as a comparison to how it's presented in this in the Mulan twenty twenty version, yep. where Mulan twenty twenty, it's this sort of like mystical thing. It's like you have 
oh, you're strong with the chi, you're strong with the force, right? Whereas chi is is it really it's like blood. Yeah, it's not something that you can be born less or more with. It's just a part of your body that flows throughout your body. Energy. It's sort of like exactly, exactly. I think the show understands that when they're doing this whole pressure point sort of thing. It's just like oh, they're, they're, you're blocking out a certain part of your body that allows you to bend. Yeah. And I love that because bend is really grounded in Avatar. You have to be able to move yep. to bend. You can't just think and bend. Yeah. That like bending is connected with your body. So if you're disabling parts of the body that also That's a good point. Bending. So I love how that's all That's a good in. point. And that's also uh how how Boomy explains that he can bend because he he can still move his chin when he's sticking out of that little coffin looking cage thing. Do we have any critiques? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the, the first half of the episode, I feel like this is such a generic cop-out critique, but the first half of the episode just kind of felt a little bit flat in terms of pacing to me. Yeah, I, that's that was I, it's, it's sort of tip of my tongue yeah. or something I couldn't put exactly on there, but it sort of lost some steam yeah. sort of towards the middle of the episode. It just felt like a fillery episode towards yeah. the beginning, but it wasn't a filler yeah. episode. This is like a lot, a lot happened yeah. in this episode. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a major plot yeah. point. Like, Aang was supposed to learn bending, yep. uh, earth bending from him, and that's now is an impossibility. But I think it's sort of maybe it's sort of that way because instead of this being about a quest to for him to learn bending, they're kind of veering off their initial purpose. Where now Aang is like, "Oh, I'm doing this to save Boomy because he's my yeah, friend," yeah, yeah. and it's it's sort of getting away from like what their ultimate goal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I think the pacing did slow down with the like the infection yeah. uh, coronavirus subplot yeah. thing. There's a little a little ridiculous. Yeah, they kind of squeezed in like a little uh let's just write this thing into place. But I'm not mad at it. I I think it's I think it would have been a little too easy if, you know, his childhood best friend Earth King just taught him earthbending, you know, that's no fun. I think it's just for me the regarding the disease portion of this episode. Like I thought it was funny when Sokka used it as an excuse. Oh, yeah. But like when everyone was doing it, it's like, all right, I don't know that's if too like, easy. there's yeah. one firebender that there that's like, hold up a second. Someone like, it sounds like Katara made it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she, on the spot. So the fact that not one firebender is like, no, this isn't real. Yeah, like, are I, you going <laughs> to, is an entire <laughs> empirical regime going to let like yeah. their subjugated base, all of them leave because they have a few hickeys? It's also it's I was a little unclear exactly what the state of Amashu was. Yeah. Like was it cuz it didn't you didn't really see people in the streets. Although it's inferred about that when it's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be out this late." So there's definitely some people out and about. It's kind of like LA during lockdown right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these people inside their homes not leaving. Yeah. Um and all these underground people plotting to throw overthrow the government. So yeah, I was a little confused on like what is going on and just the logistics of, ah, oh, yeah, just let every single person out of the city. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was – you're right, man. I feel like I get yeah. – you're very good at picking out things and then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, why did I just go along with that? Like the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially for a regime like the Fire Nation that's like very fascist, very uh, – I'd imagine they're they're like – have super good logs of everything going yeah. on in their city. Um, especially cause they have this whole like, uh, like Hawk communication oh, yeah. system where they're able to pass letters with each other. I think 
they could have spotted this and they could have been able to be like, wait, wait a second, all these people leaving, those are all the missing people we couldn't find. <laughs> Yo, that's so true. <laughs> you know, hiding underground. All right, do we have a freshman year bogus thesis? Yep, yep. Oh, man, I don't know, dude. All right, I got my thesis. So whichever of the two new characters you choose to be your waifu is telling about who you are. <laughs> so I, I, knew, <laughs> I, want, I want to know which oh, one is yours. man. <laughs> Bro, you know I have intimacy and commitment issues. I can't do that. What you? <laughs> You're saying I have to? I can't be with Katara. Just kidding. Um, but out of the two, um, I guess I'm trying to make a like a commentary here. Huh. I want to say Tylee, but I feel like if I've looked historically at my like dating roster, like my my dating history, <laughs> it's more like May. It's May. Gotcha. What does that mean? And the, you know what that's you know what that says about you? Uh, that I'm a masochist I, I don't know or sadist no it's that she's your uh, twitter goth gf <laughs> that the she's your grimes yeah yeah you're the infallible goth gf yeah she's that my grimes that's so funny <laughs> but really i'm trying to distinguish who uh who you are based off of uh which uh, of these two characters draws you more are you into the manic pixie dream girl type or are you into the goth gf type which type are you are you a delusional male in your mid (laughs) mid to early 20s projecting images onto women (laughs) which image do you like to prefer onto drawings (laughs) which image i always think of that meme (laughs) which image do you you know that meme it's it's from spongebob and it's like it's like uh whenever anyone says that they're like sexually attracted to like a anime character and it's like the it's like the meme of the two cops from SpongeBob, and it says, "Calm down, son. It's just a draw." <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, Ty Lee was pretty easily easily manipulated. Though I'm not saying that doesn't make her a, she is. a strong woman, but that is a character aspect that they that they specifically showed. However, this leads into my second bogus thesis. Mm. Ty Lee says that. The universe guides her ah, in her decisions. I know her. The oh. universe told her it's time to run away and join a circus. Yes. And when Azula came around, she tried coercing her by making her circus this da- like really dangerous place that she no longer wants to be yep. around. But that's not the reason that she gave on why she wants to leave the circus. The reason that she gave was that... Dang, you're so good at this. The u- the universe has shifted. Things have changed in the universe. I imagine her as an astrology girl, which oh, is totally fitting with her mini pixie dream girl. That is not where I thought you were going to go. She, I mean, that's what, like, I, when she was talking about the universe, I imagine her talking about the physical world. I imagine her talking about the sun and the moon and the stars. <laughs> and to tie it all back, the reason, the true reason why she decided to go with Azula is not because of the coercion. She's a strong woman. Uh-huh. The reason she decided to do it is because of uh-huh. the comet that is to come. <gasps> that is uh, the universe all right, changing. All right, you brought it back. You is a made her go back. along with the Fire Lord. You brought it back. And Azula. Well done, sir. Well done. I, okay, I was... All right, here's my thesis. And I'm going to steal yours and then fork from it. She actually decided to follow Azula because... Mm-hmm. She is that giving, and she knew that it was Azula setting shit up, 
But she knew mm-hmm. that if Azula was going through that much trouble, mm-hmm. get her to come, then it it must be like very important to her friend. So she went out of knowing kindness and was willfully ignorant, like played mm-hmm. the played the fool. So she she did this out of her compassion for Azula rather than the coercion yes. that occurred from yes. Azula. That's I like my that. bogus I think thesis. That, I think that could be right considering the the smiling face that's always on. Yeah, her, yeah. Know? She said the right things. She said the right things. And you know who else can say the right things? Who, Eli? Dear viewers, you. You, dear viewer, you can say the right things on a review that you're going to leave for this podcast. Yeah. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review, give it five stars if you wish, or give it less if you wish. But please write a review and tell us how you like in this podcast. I want to thank you, but I also got to thank our sponsor. Uh-huh. And today, our sponsor is Tesla. Tesla famously connected to this episode because of Grimes, who is currently... With child or did no, they, they have the baby? No, they had the baby, man. It's been a minute. They yeah. had the uh, X-Ash X 12. I don't know how to That's say the, name the baby's of the, name. Something like yeah. that. If you want a goth GF, even if you're the richest man in the world, you can make that happen. <laughs> uh, and not, not just any goth GF. The goth GF, Grimes. Any words of wisdom, uh, Peter? Uh, yeah. If you're, if you're getting investing advice off of TikTok or Twitter, you might, you might have a bad time.